Hello out there, it's Brandon from the editing room. I'd still like to apologize, but for the first little bit of this episode, I was not recording the boys, so we had to go to our backup recording, and unfortunately, quality's not that great. If you want to skip forward to about 3 minutes and 40 seconds, it'll be right around when Andrew's finishing up his trivia and the audio corrects. Sorry about the inconvenience, and enjoy the first episode of Season 8 of the Bill Bradley Collective. Driving into the crossroads of sports and politics, we are the Bill Bradley Collective. Here are your hosts, Ed, Zach, and Andrew. Welcome to Season 8 of the Bill Bradley Collective. We started this in 2019, I believe. Yes. Right? Yep. And uh, we've weathered covid and weather and marriages and all kinds of stuff and we are still here yeah, we, still we really weathered the marriage <laughs> straddling straddling the intersection of sports and politics um how you doing zach doing well uh, i thought we would maybe get the record outside since it's an unseasonably warm new year's eve but uh alas it's raining global warming will kill us all but in the interim it's not so bad and so, Zach, uh, we are talking this season about rivalries, and we'll still be still uh, soon be talking about uh, Michigan Ohio State. But what is Springfield University's biggest rival, and who is their mascot? Their biggest rival is Springfield A and M. Yep, and it is a pig. <laughs> His name is Sir Oinksalot. <laughs> Sir Oinksalot is correct. Special bonus question: the D that Homer has a problem with. Was the bass player for which popular band of the, of the 80s? Uh, I've, I've no Chrissy idea. Chrissy Hyde of the Pretenders. <laughs> How you doing, Andrew? Doing all right. A uh, little bitter, but UConn's lost today. Um, but hopefully I'll just drink it off tonight. <laughs> Stop thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, so um, you told me a couple weeks ago that you were very good on Heisman <laughs> trivia. Yeah. And I am never going to stop going to this well until... Mouth threatened checks. I would, uh, I'm not sure my brain can cash. Since 2000, four Heisman Trophy winners have never played a snap in the NFL. Who are they? Troy Smith? Is that right? No. It's not right? No. Oh, okay. Um, Jesus Christ. You gotta keep start. Uh, Chris Winky. Um, no, Chris Winky played for the Panthers. That's right. Two of them are kind of bullshit because they're still in college. college. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, the, where'd they go? Where'd they go to school? The two that like the two that aren't still in college. Uh, they both played at the time in the Big Twelve, but one of those teams is currently in the Big Ten, as we just discussed off air. Oh, Eric Crouch. Yes, that's right. Um, shit. Uh, I don't. Jason White. Oh, at Oklahoma, yeah. Yes. It was Jason White, Eric Crouch, uh, Bryce Young, and, and uh, Caleb Williams, who will play in the should NFL. Have, I probably should have just said those two. Those, <laughs> yeah, that, was, right. that was a mistake. <laughs> Troy Smith, I'm surprised Troy Smith played in the NFL. I thought yeah. he, did he win the Heisman? He did win the Heisman. He and uh, he did play in the NFL, I think, just very, very, very briefly. So my Heisman run is over for a while. Yeah, that's that was uh, unimpressive. Uh, uh, yeah, Troy, you know Troy Smith. Uh, you know he's kind of got a, a piece in today's main topic, though. Correct to talk about what our main topic is, because we are talking about rivalries, 
That's our season's focus, which is why there's no rants today. So that's right. Well, let's because there are a lot of times when people, when schools or teams try to force rivalries. What are you referring to? (laughs) The civil conflict, (laughs) UConn and UCF, Uh, where UCF just forgot the trophy on the field. I thought we, I thought we had that penciled in for May. (laughs) We're not. We're not. Has anyone ever found the civil conflict trophy? (laughs) Not to my knowledge. I mean that's um, got to show up on eBay. But I would say, what would I would I, absolutely give that as a wedding gift. What do you guys? <laughs> what do you guys think makes a rivalry? A few things. Um, I th- I think geography is is a kind of apparent one. Um, I think ge- geography and culture and tri- and, and like tribalism in, in, in a way, and, and not like in a toxic sort of the way we've seen tribalism kind of dominate our politics in recent years, um, specifically to like Michigan and Ohio State. I mean, there's there's a clear geographic connection. There is a clear, there's a very organic like animus between like the fan bases and between like, you know, one of the protagonists of this show is, is going to be Ohio's former Ohio State coach, um, the late Woody Hayes, who famously just fucking hated everything Michigan, the state, the institution, the university. Um, when that stuff is just kind of born out of just born out of time and history, and, it, and, and it's again. This is a, this is a rivalry, Michigan Ohio State. That's you know we're over a century now, and it is it is going strong. It has stood the test of time, and it is it's as competitive and as sort of adversarial as it's ever been. Oh yeah, I think geography is a huge part. When I think about like even high school sports, hmm. um, you know some of the big high school football rivalries: Stonington, Westerly, New London, NFA. You know, I think that's the longest running. It, it was actually Stone. Stonington and Westerly was the longest, um, like, intrastate one. Um, and and it, I think it, they didn't play it in COVID. There were Southern high schools that, like, played. So they so the record, I guess, is, I don't know, is officially broken because they decided to play high school football in the South yeah. during COVID. But, yeah. But I think yeah. there, uh, ge- geography is definitely one. But there also needs to be, like, a repetition. They have to play each other a lot. And I think there has to be some kind of tentpole moment because – one rivalry that doesn't have the geography is USC Notre Dame, but there were some huge games that created that that rivalry, and there also has to be some level of competitive balance. It's like the Iron Bowl, which is a big deal in Alabama, isn't a big deal nationally because Auburn is traditionally non-competitive. Um, Yankees Red Sox has become a much bigger rivalry. If anything, I mean, clearly they had an instant, uh, instigating event, uh, yeah. the Red Sox old Babe Ruth, mm. um, but that's become a much bigger rivalry as the teams became more equal. Um, and that's why I think Michigan-Ohio State, which we're going to talk about today, is so central because, A, it is college football in an area of the country where college football is just different from everywhere else. It's not more important than it is in the South. But it's a different brand of football. Um, and they used to play the exact same type of football. I mean, we'll talk about the 10-year battle between uh, Schembechler and Woody Hayes. They were both three yards in a cloud of dust teams. I mean, Absolutely. those games were all 10-7, 14-10, you know, 17-14. They were all that way. Um, but um, I, I think that that's what, one of the reasons that, that this rivalry is so important is both teams are almost always, unless Brady Hoke is coaching them, in the... In one good year. Right. One in, good year. In the, um, really, in, 
um, among the top 10 teams in college, and usually they both are. It's one of the last vestiges of, you know, there's there's a time in college football history, not too long ago, really, pre-CFP, pre-PCS, pre-Bowl Alliance Coalition, you know, like 1990 and back, where college football was about, it was about winning the conference. It was about rivalry games. The best regular season in all of team sports was, and I still think is, until we get to this 12-team playoff, is the college football season, where the stakes... Beating Ohio State, beating Michigan is just, to me, is like just as important as kind of like winning a national title and then, you know, you know, getting to the Rose Bowl and being able to play for a share of what was then a mythical national title was, was, was everything. It was everything. If Ohio State, and and we're recording this at halftime of the Michigan TCU game, um, if Ohio State won the national title, but it lost to Michigan. And that's like, it is not going to be quite seen the same as long as they don't beat Michigan. Like if they beat TCU in the finals, it's not going to seem like this is a completely successful season because Michigan's now won two in a row. I want to get this point off real quick, just real quick. The fact that, and this is a, a season where Michigan and Ohio State played ranked number two and number three in the country. Last regular season game. Michigan wins. That should have been it. These are clearly the two best teams in the Big Ten. That should have been from there to the bowl game, whatever. Instead, they have to go from Ohio State, and they have to play fucking an unranked Purdue team in the so-called Big Ten championship game. You're telling me that that Michigan-Ohio State game was not the actual de facto Big Ten championship game? Why are we wasting our time with with that plus one game? Well, And I get it with the divisions. I know why we do, but like, but, what is the fucking point? But the Big Ten, and, and we should probably just deal with this right now, um, when the Big Ten split into divisions, when Nebraska joined, they somehow put all the, the best teams in one conference because you had you had to play Michigan and Ohio State. You had, you probably had to put them in the same conference, right? Because they have to play every year because they want to play know, every year. They weren't originally. They moved them. They were in separate when they when it was the leagues, legends and leaders. Le- oh yeah, right, right, right. Leaders. Yeah. They were in separate divisions, but when they East West, that was when. They got back into the same division. But, like, why is why, why is Penn State in that group? Like, I mean, why is Penn State? Like, they divide up. They should have just stayed with Legends and Leaders and left Penn State in and let them beat Iowa, the dullest team in the history of the world. Iowa today won 21 nothing, and they had two defensive touchdowns That's... and 206 yards total offense. Good job, Mark Stoops. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Kentucky. For well, they, well, uh, Levitt didn't play. So, That's right. That's right. Um, but anyway, so let's get back to the origins of this. It's the best. In 1897, right? That's the year. 1897. Was when they was what the first game. The yes. first game. They made a point that part of this rivalry was based on the Toledo War. Something I had never heard of. And now now I've gone into a rabbit hole on this. Which, which happened first? The Nebraska Kansas conflict? Toledo Wars first. Toledo Wars first. Okay, because I, I couldn't remember if it was like... Because, I mean, even though they were both in the North in the Civil War... Like, no, yeah, no, but this had nothing to do with the slavery. slavery. No. no it was a this had dispute. to do with the Northwest Ordinance line yes. and the state line were drawn differently. And so there's this 458 square mile strip, which is called the Toledo yeah. 
area. Some call it the Gaza Strip of eighteen hundreds. Right, because everyone everyone wants everyone wants Toledo want to Toledo. be in their state. Well Toledo <laughs> the reason why was Toledo uh was the last port city on the Great Lakes. Correct. Because they had just built the Erie Canal. I mean, we are going so, way back. <laughs> so but these people were still alive. Yeah. They actually the militia were there. They were going to fight over this. We forget how weird America used to be. It was the and, best. And it was the best. Growl Marcus, the old weird America. They were going to fight. They were going to fight a war over this strip of land. With Michigan's 24-year-old governor. Right. It goes to a vote. Michigan votes it down. They say, we're not going to become a state if we don't get this, this area. But then they really want to become a state. Andrew Jackson's like, no, nah, we're not doing this. They have the frostbitten convention. And then they vote to accept that they'll give up this strip of land in exchange for the Northern Peninsula. Which, by the because, way... Because Ohio wanted the whole Northern they Peninsula. They get the Northern Peninsula, which Wisconsin has never once tried to attack <laughs> those cowards. <laughs> and the Northern Peninsula has a lot of minerals in it. Yes. So Michigan ends up winning the Toledo War, even though they lost the Toledo War. They won the battle. They lost the battle, won the war. There are still people that remember this and talked about it openly when they started playing football. So that's how rivalries begin with wars. Yeah, I mean, this is like these two teams were always going like they had to play each other. Normally, rivalries descend into war. This is like a war that descended into a rivalry. <laughs> yes, it's kind of the yeah. so and it becomes popular enough. The teams become popular enough so that in 1922 at Columbus they build the the current Ohio State. I'm sure it's been renovated multiple mm. times, but the current Ohio State Stadium. Supposedly, uh, in Michigan shuts them out in the first, the first big game there. Yep. Uh, and supposedly they lost a bet, which is why there are blue and yellow flowers growing in the stadium. There's a section of blue and yellow flowers in Ohio Stadium. It's, I have maize. Never it's, it's actually maize, maize and blue, maize and blue. Maize yeah. blue. I, I have, um, <laughs> I will, I've never been to that stadium. I will never go to that stadium. The horseshoe. Um, no. are, we are we talking about the big house? Or are we talking about the horseshoe? We're talking about the horseshoe. horseshoe. Yeah. Ohio Stadium. And then the big house opens in 27, and they immediately begin having the largest crowds in history because they were drawing 71,000 to start. Yeah, like, yeah they mm. renovated it up to the... What, what do they hold now? 122. 122. Yeah. Right. Was, and they still it out every year. Throughout this, like, it seems like every 10 years, there would be, you know, when I was reading about this, there would be a game that broke the previous attendance record that had been okay. set by Michigan-Ohio State. It is the only rivalry that we will talk about this year. That a former president of the United States mm -hmm. played in? Yes, sir. Gerald Ford. Yes. Hold on. Yeah, we might talk about Yale, Harvard, and George Bush was a cheerleader. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, yeah, that counts. The fact he was a cheerleader is less surprising than the fact he got into Yale. Um, <laughs> it's a legacy thing. Because uh, that's how he got in as a legacy. Yeah. He was not getting in. Uh, on intelligence. Uh, no, on, on, merit? On, on merit. No, his, his father and grandfather were there. Um, regardless... So, Michigan and Ohio State are two of the best teams in the country for pretty much the entire history of college football. Right? Michigan at earlier, least, at least for the hundred years of this rivalry. Yeah, um, the first, the first part of the, the, I'm sorry, the first half of the 20th century. I mean, Michigan, Michigan kind of dominates the rivalry. Dominates is with Notre Dame and the service academies, like kind of the preeminent college football program, programs in the country. It kind of starts to flip in 1951, I think, when Woody Hayes takes over to Ohio State. Correct. And so I remember Woody Hayes. Do I want to talk a little bit about Woody Hayes? I mean, 
I think what he's most famous for is his last game at Ohio State in 1978. Which you can find on YouTube. Is, and yeah. I got I got to tell I you, was, it's very strange watching yeah. what is clearly an elderly man just punch a child in the face. A fucking psychopath is what he is. I was watching that game live uh, in 1978. I was 16 years old. The Gator Bowl. The Gator Bowl. Right? Yep. Uh, I was watching the Gator Bowl with my dad and mom and... Um, uh, and I said, he just punched that guy in the face. <laughs> it's like my father said, what? We, we turned it on again. He said, yeah, why is it? And, and my dad's thing was he should have been arrested. The salt. Oh, yeah. The salt. The salt. yeah. <laughs> like, why, why is he not being arrested? Felonious. And, mm. um, but they didn't arrest him. They just fired him. Mm-hmm. Um, Schembechler then lasted. Well, let's talk about Bo and, and Woody because they have, that's really, in my mind, when the rivalry be, becomes... I was, the preeminent rivalry in sports. I, I was going to ask, like, is this the beginning of the modern rivalry, or was it like I, Harbaugh Meyer? I say that the, you can no, the six, six nine to seventy eight, the ten year war. Okay, Sean Beckler takes over in sixty eight, and the, the ten games six nine to seventy eight. And he's on Woody Hayes' staff. Woody Hayes coached him in co- yeah. Woody Hayes coached him. He was on Hayes' staff. Yeah, they had a long. They had kind of a long history. Um, and grew to hate each other. Yes, they did. The same guy twice. They were the same guy twice. Yeah. Michigan people are are super like reverent about Schembechler. I'm not sure Ohio State people are quite the same with Hayes. Well, Schembechler never never punched a fucking yeah. competitor. So yeah, who, who would you say the Ohio State fans are most Tressel, most reverential they to? Should, they should be, but it, the fact that his exit was I don't want to get too far ahead, but yeah, I, I would say Tressel because we'll go th- we'll go through the cycle of this. But vests. Tressel yeah. turns it back around for the right. 21st century. Yeah, but let's uh yeah, yeah. Let's start. So this at this point. Michigan was still kind of handily in the lead. They had a considerable lead in until until 1951 when Hayes takes over. They have a huge lead from 51 to 68. Hayes puts a dent in. I think Hayes goes like something like 12, five and one. I want to say yeah, over like 18 games. Yeah, and that yeah. kind of puts a dent into Michigan's margin. And then Hayes goes. So the 10 years, it's Schembechler five, four and one. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, Hayes goes back to back against Schembechler, right? No, Schembechler. At one point in the ten year war, they win four in a row. I think Ohio State. Yes. Um, in like in like the middle. Um, but there's the Archie, the Archie Griffin years. Yeah, but there's five Michigan wins, four Ohio State wins, and a tie in those ten years. And you alluded to this earlier about just the style style of this football. These are nine nine games. These are seventeen yep. thirteen, thirteen ten. I mean, there would be they would the games would last two and a half hours. There were yeah. like. You know, Woody ha- uh, Hayes famously said, or maybe it was Schembecker, one of them said, um, there's only two th- only three things can happen in a f- when you throw the ball, and two of them are bad, mm-hmm. right? And so they just ran every play. Um, despite the fact they had some pretty good quarterbacks, they had Tom Brady, they had, uh, he's in that stretch, they've got, um, was he in that stretch? He was 79, or no, he's a little later in that stretch. Tom, um, Tom Brady? Yeah, Brian Greasy is, is in that stretch. No. Right? Where is Greasy's he? 97 and Brady's 2000. So when when is Hay- oh, Hayes? Oh, Hayes is 70s. Yeah. All right, 78. So I'm trying to Archie think. Gri- I mean, Archie Griffin. I'm not sure there's that the quarterbacks are necessarily that accomplished, but there's like. Well, Troy, isn't Troy Smith that's, in this? That's, much, that's like much 2006. Later, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's um, the. Uh, yeah, yeah the combining, we're, I'm combining. We're getting there. Ages. We're getting there. Right. We're getting to Lloyd. It's a, it's a hundred year rivalry, man. It's, it's a lot to. Yeah. You read about it. It's in 45 minutes there. Right. And it's. But, I mean, they had the big running back. Both teams had big running backs. Both teams had good defenses. Um, Most seasons during this 10-year war, I mean, they're meeting in the top five. The game is for right. the Big Ten title. It's for the spot in the Rose Bowl, which at the time is 
one of three or four bowls that's going to decide like the mythical national champion. And this game decided the makeup of that of that picture of that race. And it it's before the '80s start where Big Ten teams would go to the Rose Bowl and just get pounded because they had no team speed like that that the, the lack of team speed was such a big issue you know when they played USC, important games Washington right yeah. I mean I mean Warren Moon just carved them up for sure was the tie between Hayes and Schembechler the one where the coaches the ADs in the Big Ten had to vote on yes yeah who was the champion and they gave to Ohio State yes okay that was I right and right. then that, they that was, Ohio State. That was like, it's still that was like 78 or something right still incredible right, bitterness right in there yeah it's incredible bitterness from from michigan still to this day because there was Absolutely. no i remember that mm. like and of course this is pre-espn i mean i had to wait till the paper was delivered that night to know what happened um but Th- there's you know, w- that, like it was like on a tuesday or wednesday night i was just waiting for the paper to come out so i could figure out what happened in that game? Because I watched the game. In that run, like 69 to 78, let's say. I mean, how many, every week, What were there like two college football games being televised? And, yeah. you, and you know Michigan-Ohio State was one of those games every year. Yeah, every year. it was every every year. Noon, high noon. Noon ABC. on ABC, yeah. Yep. And that was, and Keith Jackson was there, mm, and it was, God. it was the biggest game. By the way, go, going back to Love what started shit. this conversation about what makes rivalry, having a media apparatus really makes a rivalry. Because you mentioned that, and I went, yeah, probably everyone was watching Notre Dame USC every year. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Correct. Know. I mean, it, it feels I mean, that, like... That would, be, that would be like the 330 game. Right. Red Sox games Sunday are on baseball. Baseball. but they're on Fox. Every, Fox. Yeah, absolutely. they're on every, national yeah. telecast. Every other year, they were the same week. Yeah. Because because when the game's at Notre Dame, it's earlier. What, when it's One of the places it's earlier than when the... Notre Dame USC play Sorry. don't play on the same week every year. No, that's yep. They play they play at the end of the season when it's in I think it's USC and they play earlier in the season if that it's in Notre right. Dame. That sounds yeah. right. So I think it was often on the same day. Mm. That that last and this is before there's conference title games. It's the last before we get to like New Year's Day. It's the last week of the of the season right. until the the bowl games. And, and the number one team and the number two team didn't play. This is even before the BCS. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, like, the, I mean the Rose Bowl was fixed Big Ten, Pac-10, right. like, no matter what. And the Cotton Bowl was the Big 12 and somebody else. Cause they, and what was that? Notre, it was the Big 8 then, right? Big 8, right. Yeah. And, and because Notre Dame played in the Cotton Bowl quite yeah. often. As an independent, uh, yeah. And the Orange Bowl was the 8. Like, they, they were just kind yeah, of... Sugar Bowl, SEC, absolutely. Right, yeah. Geographically tied. So, to bring it kind of closer to the, to the modern game where this... The the nineties, the makeup of the rivalry is Michigan definitely has the upper hand. Uh, under Lloyd Carr, who was a Schumbeckler assistant. Um, they win a share, a share of the ninety seven national title with the Nebraska Cornhuskers. One of the one of the one of the most famous games in the history of Michigan Ohio State is that year. It's the cover of Sports Illustrated. It's it's Charles Woodson. Um, it's putting a hit on some Ohio State receiver. Um, Michigan's one or two, one or two, depending on which poll you look at at that point. I think Ohio State's like five. And that catapults them to a Rose Bowl that they win. Um, John Cooper, the Ohio State coach at the time, ends up getting fired in his replacement. Jim Tressel, who comes in in 2001, completely kind of turns this rivalry um, upside down. If you look at the results in the 21st century, what would you say? Decidedly pro-Ohio State? Oh, yeah. overwhelmingly. Yeah. yeah, overwhelmingly. And, and Tressel is the one that sets that tone. 
from the jump too, because I was reading jump. when I was reading about this, they said you know one of the things he talked about was in his introductory press conference, he references beating Michigan State or Michigan in. Yep. Michigan. He gets yep. introduced at an Ohio State basketball game that night, and he says, you're going to be proud of these men as as athletes, as students, and especially when we play Michigan next year. I mean, right. that was a huge that, part of his... Right. He his kept picture. he kept one-third one of those promises. Yeah. <laughs> because they, beat, they did beat Michigan. He uh, yeah. he had a somewhat checkered... Turbulent. Yeah. Uh, uh, moral career but that oh, that's never really sure. bothered ohio state that much no um this is a guy who comes from one double a he's he's the coach at youngstown, youngstown state. in in ohio and that's kind of a big jump i don't know to go from one double a head to one a head at, at, at a team like ohio state he, a program like ohio state he's after jaworski was there correct did he coach jaworski i i doubt it i doubt it because Jaworski's pretty Jaworski would have played like in the early 70s mid 70s college ball yeah and Sorry. Trestle wasn't terribly old when he took over. No, um, fucking sweater vest. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. So he, yeah, and but he had he led a very <laughs> successful time, a, a great uh, run for Ohio State. Yeah. Right. Yeah, multiple national championships. He he won one. one. He, he beats oh, he beats were... Miami. They they get upset by a by Tim Tebow, freshman oh, Tim Tebow, yeah. Florida. Yep. By a lot. Future Ohio State coach, Urban Meyer. Right. And that was one of those games where the different in ath- the difference in speed when when the SEC really becomes preeminent, um, the difference in speed is just the thing that you just can't get past. Like they were just so much faster. I remember watching that game. I, I did. I rooted against Florida. I always root against Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I was not fond of Tim Tebow, so I was I was rooting for Ohio State that game, which I never do, but. Like you remember the, the the I just remember thinking like, oh the athletes are so much better. I remember this being my freshman year of college, and the the most famous game of that season isn't that national title game. No, nope. it's the one v two game of the century, Ohio State Michigan. Right, that's that's the de facto national title game of that year. If you guys want to talk about that, one yep. of the you know few no. times that it's I think is it the only time they were one and two? Were they no. one and two last year? They've been one and two in other times. Other, other I think times. they were two and three when they played last year. Okay, they're two and three. And they they were two played and three, this year. Two and three this year. They're yeah. usually in the top ten together. Right. Yes, for sure. Well, the, now that now now that Michigan's in the top ten, because yeah. Michigan had taken a hiatus. I remember the O six Bradley Brad the, the O six game, and this is we talked about Troy Smith right. earlier. That's Troy Smith, Ohio State. Um, it's like one of Lloyd Carr's last teams at Michigan, and um, one of the few, I think maybe the only one in modern times that was actually played in prime time. It was one v two. It was at eight o'clock. Right. ABC. Um, great game. I think everybody thought Ohio State was Ohio State was favored coming in. Um, they win by one score. I think they win by a field goal, forty two yep. thirty nine. I want to say forty two thirty nine. Um, that that catapults them into the national title game, where they again they're big favorites against Florida, but they they got, fall. They, and they got beat handily. They did. Yeah, they, I mean they that, that was not, that was a non competitive game. Yeah. And so Tressler's career comes to an ignominious end. Because it turns out uh, they were selling, the, the players were making money. This is before NIL. They're making money by selling memorabilia. Uh, Tressler knew about it and hid it. Um, that turned out to be a mistake uh, with the NCAA. So they had, they did have to vacate uh, at least one of their Ohio State, I mean, of their Michigan wins. They did. And I'm trying to remember which year it was. Right. They had to um, vacate. It doesn't matter. They had to vacate. Don't, College football is the only place that says, oh, no, I know you won the game, but we're going to say you lost it. 
and that matters and nobody cares. Like literally no one cares. It, it, that, no one walks around on those Reggie Bush USC teams under Pete Carroll and says, no, they were all in 10. Like no one says that <laughs> they were like the Patino Louisville team that won in 2013. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure that is a considered a vacated national title. Um, because all of the shit that went down, right? Um, which is crazy. Reggie Bush is Heisman, just just absurd. Like these things are like posthumous. Like what are what's what is the what's the point? Why are we right? Yeah, but so then Tressler leaves, and who comes in? Oh, Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. Meyer. Urban Meyer. Yeah. Because they had fresh from a hiatus, right. a health hiatus. Because they had moral issues <laughs> at Ohio State. Who better to bring in than Urban Meyer? That paragon of virtue, um, who continued to run just a criminal enterprise for the sake of accuracy. I think Luke Fickle. Yeah, Luke Fickle on, was there for like a like year, a, like an interim basis. Yeah, he was I the interim. He yeah. was the interim. Um, but then it goes to Meyer. Meyer, Meyer did what Meyer does, and that's win a lot of football cheat, games. Cheat and win. Cheat and win a lot of football games. Right. Um, and, and if yeah. and if if they're if paying players is legal, then he can't coach because. <laughs> You know, then, then everyone's paying their players, and he's in the NFL. His first year there, they they went undefeated. They had a postseason ban because of what happened with correct. But and they they could have very well been the best team in the country that year, but they were banned from postseason play. Um, this is a robust era for Ohio State. Um, this is post Lloyd Carr. Uh, Michigan cycles through Rich Rodriguez. Um, in a disastrous year. Great book that I actually own about his three years there, called Three and Out. Pretty good title. <laughs> um, three really bad seasons. They hire um, alum and Shem Beckler guy, Michigan man, uh, Brady Hoke. Uh, sorry, Brody, Brady Hoke. Brady, Brady, Brady Hoke. Brady Hoke. Well, that was a, it was the first time hiring Rodriguez mm-hmm. is the first time Michigan hired Stepped anybody the, yeah. without a Woody Hayes connection. Oh, Hayes, Shem Beckler connection. The, the manufactured thing they did, I believe, was he was a, he, he was a grad assistant for Don Nalen at West Virginia. And I guess Nalen, I believe, served as an assistant under Schembechler for like a year. And that's what kind of some of the Michigan people talked themselves into. Like, oh, hey, this is a Michigan man. He's got Michigan ties because of this weird, uh, you know, like a, like a fork in the coaching tree. It's also one of the only two places where this matters. Texas is the other one. Like, you have to have some connection, connection. to the University of Texas. Like, USC doesn't give a shit. Rich Rod was a super hot coaching prospect at the time. But this is a spread offense guy trying to bring spread offense to Michigan, which... That's just not – that's not Michigan's lifeblood. It's like playing spread. No, and, and and you're not recruiting guys from the Midwest to do that. No. I mean, you're rec- recruiting huge farm boys Corn that want, want to knock people down. Yeah, Michigan has played one style of football for – Our entire life. Yeah, they're, the entirety of the program. They just right, run I mean, the ball all the time. And, and even when Rodriguez was running the spread, they were still not – they were still playing. Like, they, it wasn't anything like you had ever seen. Yeah. Like, it just didn't exist. Yeah. Denard Robinson, remember him? He was pretty good, but he was again like just like miscast in Michigan. That that's a player that did not no, that, belong in Michigan. No, right? and it was and he was also uh, I remember the solid verse verbal used to talk talk about the Denard Robinson arm punts because like a nine uh, an eleven yard pass had this huge arc to it. It was like it was unbelievable. Yeah. It was like the Jets quarterback. What's his name? Uh, Stravinsky. Yeah, Stravler. Stravler. Knuckleballs. Anyway, so but. We kind of, this is, again, Ohio State. Hoke gets a win. Hoke beats them in 2011. But Meyer, from 2012 to Ryan Day, just a few years ago, from 2012 to 2019, Meyer owns not only Hoke, but he owns Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh, yep. the prodigal son 
returned home. Who did Hoke go to? He went to another team. He's still there. San Diego State. San Diego State. Still there. Right, right. Oh, covering up rape. Covering (laughs) up Hey. <laughs> Covering up rape allegations. It's college yeah. football. Um, normal. Right. So so Harbaugh loses his first five. The first only coach to lose five consecutive games in this, correct? In the rivalry, yeah. Um, and barely survives. Barely survives. There's and multiple it, flirtations with the NFL. There's multiple rumors that he's going to get fired, even though he's got a massive buyout. He had to get rid of his entire off. Like he, had, he, had yeah. he had to throw all his assistants under he the bus. Cycled through several coordinators on both sides of the ball right but he, he was forced to do it yeah. in this case to, he had to take a pay cut Took a pay cut. like they they felt the need to humiliate him absolutely and then he and wins then he wins um Dominates again him. these that, like that game was not close they don't play in 2020 they're actually they're actually going to play in 2020 and the reason they didn't play was because michigan had covid issues so the game was actually called that week but last year and this year and this is Ryan Day now. Myers, Myers, long gone. Ryan Day was Myers' offensive coordinator. He took over when Meyer departed. Um, Michigan has turned the tables. They've, they've flipped the script after a near 20-year run that Ohio State's had. Two convincing victories um, by Michigan. And Michigan, it took Harbaugh, it obviously took him some time here, five, six, seven, eight years. Um, but Michigan has right back to kind of where they were as recently as like the late, late 90s as, like a, as a force on par with Ohio State. I would say right below. I mean, I would put them in that Alabama-Georgia tier. Maybe you need to see more of it with Michigan, a couple more seasons of it, but back-to-back playoff appearances, back-to-back wins over Ohio State, they're, they're, they're the, right in the conversation in the top, the, top tier of teams. Yeah, they're programs. the third. Over the last two years, they've been the third best team in the country. For sure. Maybe the second, because, I, I mean, I'm not sure Alabama would have beaten them this year. It wasn't a great Alabama team. No. So one question I want to ask you guys here is, like, this is such a big football rival- rivalry. But they also play each other in college basketball, mm-hmm. which is not. It's not a rivalry. They don't give a shit. So, yeah, it's so, fair. Michigan-Indiana is kind of considered, like, a, 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 historically speaking, um, Michigan-Michigan State, which yeah. is also an intense football rivalry, also an intense basketball rivalry. But you're right. It doesn't. It's weird how it doesn't have the same. It doesn't transfer remotely. over to the basketball no. court. But part doesn't. of that's because college, you, you talked about, college football, and I agree with you, having the most important regular season. Mm-hmm. College basketball may have the least important regular season. They play because, home at home. They could play in a conference tournament. They could play in the NCAAs. And they're gonna, right, right. Yeah, I mean, so so realistically, except for, and we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about this, uh, the North Carolina-Duke uh, game, a Duke rivalry, college basketball rivalries seem to be much less of a thing because winning your conference isn't, the be-all and end-all. And the reason Duke-North Carolina is so important in basketball is because they do play for the national title. Like, they played in the Final Four last year. Right. They play, yeah. right. they play for the title all the time. Great game. Great game. Right. Really good. Great you were at a wedding that, that night, right? that. I watched that. I watched that at, uh, you're, you're after about. my sister and brother-in-law's wedding. My sister-in-law and my brother-in-law's wedding. Right. So, um, but, so this was voted the best, the biggest rivalry um, in sports on I, ESPN. In North American sports. Well, I, by ESPN, yeah, it was sort of yeah. the, the biggest yep. rivalry. I saw that. I agree. I, I, I. It's kind of why I stumped for it to do it this season. I think it's the, the, the I think it's the best team sport rivalry that that that, that we have. I believe that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's more important than Red Sox Yankees. I think that's um that's the one. I Red th- Sox Yankees would be the one. I but think, now with the Devil Rays, the oh, Rays true. being late, so important, late comer. Uh, but no, I mean, I I just think that part of it is. 
baseball is just reduced to the national zeitgeist. I think rivalries are so much the lifeblood. I mean, not only just of sports, but particularly like intercollegiate sports, like in high school yeah. sports, like you mentioned. There's so much lifeblood, and the fact that like Michigan, Ohio State football, it's 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 one time a year. It's once a year. It's an event. It's not. Yankees and Red Sox play 19 times a year. They might play a best of seven game in, uh, series in the postseason. That one, it's it's. I don't. I I. I I yeah. think college football lends itself to rivalries more organically than any other avenue, and Michigan Ohio State is the best of the bunch, the most timeless, yeah. the most the most significant with regard to just the national um, picture of college, national landscape of college football. Well, because it, it, in my in my lifetime, the number of times that neither one of them in the same season were irrelevant, I don't know if there was any. Like, I mean, one of those teams is always a powerhouse and often both of those teams are powerhouses there was maybe a stretch um where wisconsin was the best team in in, in the big 10 for a, a year or two barry alvarez yeah, yeah barry they, alvarez. they won a rose bowl or two right in that run, and, and, sure. and uh, neither ohio state or michigan was at that level it mm-hmm. was still a huge game yeah because it's it's one of those things that you have a, a huge fan base that you know i mean all they care about is that game Sure. There's there's a year in the '90s under John Cooper where uh, Ohio State comes in. I think it's '94, '95. Cooper Ohio State comes in undefeated with real Rose Bowl aspirations. Unranked Michigan comes in. It's freshman Brian Greasy, and they smoke them. Yeah, I believe the game's in Ohio State, but that's like the fact that you get that unranked team that can play spoil like you know it's it's the ultimate spoiler. Being Michigan being able to spoil Ohio State's bid, Ohio State being able to spoil Michigan's bid. Like it's it's like the best spoiler game that we have. I think. Um, and even though this, and, and it's the rare occasion when they're not both like top five, top ten. And teams. even in this year where Michigan won handily, they were down at the half, right? They're down they, four, they, I think. Just seven. They're seven. seven. They showed there's a graphic on the game tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So this is our our seasonal focus will not just be about sports rivalries, but no. also political rivalries and F, Jefferson Adams. Got Jefferson. We'll, we'll do. We might have to yeah, do, we'll also have, do John Quincy Adams and Andrew Jackson. Because those are two people who would never have had anything in common. Old Hickory. <laughs> and uh, uh, John Quincy Adams, the ambassador to Russia for the United States at 16 years old. Because he spoke fluent Russian. Um, but <laughs> that, is, will, that is the bow on an Ohio State-Michigan right, podcast. As will none of the Ohio State-Michigan players speak fluent <laughs> Russian except maybe the punter. I mean, there have been, there's been one president from Ohio. No, there's been multiple presidents. Well, William Henry Harrison. That's, no, no, there's a million. Oh yeah, that's Gar- right. Garfield. Garfield yeah, uh, yeah. So it's, it's a cradle of presidents. There's been none from Michigan. Let's also be on Gerald, yes, Ford, Gerald baby. Ford. Gerald Ford, yeah. all American at Michigan. He doesn't I, count. I'll say this as far as speaking. Jim Harbaugh's a fucking weirdo. It would not surprise me in the least bit if he knew some Russian, just because he's a strange duck. Yeah, wouldn't he, surprise. He me. drinks milk with his steak. He's a weird, strange dude. man. He he is, and uh, but he has got Michigan on equal footing. Or higher footing, he's a hell of a football State. coach. And as we say this, it is possible but not likely that Michigan and Ohio State would play for the national title, which would be a fitting bow on this rivalry. Sure, and we that, will check into it on our next week's podcast. Yeah, the, the national title game, for some reason, is ten days from now <laughs> yes, right. on a Monday night, a, a sport that lives on Saturday, that yeah. lives and breathes Saturdays, and it's a well, Monday well, night. Well, they also do their playoff games. On New Year's Eve, 
which has a television audience of nil. Well, the problem is New Year's Day is a Sunday, and the NFL ain't budging for <laughs> no. Nobody. I understand. I, under- yeah. I understand You're right. that. You're but right. They, uh, they. I mean, you could have done it yesterday, uh, the thirtieth. Um, but they also, if you remember, made it a point to have it on New Year's Eve, which is just because the, thing. the the guy from the NCAA, whose name I forgot, but is we he often went you know nominated for the worst person in sports. Is he a collective Hall of Fame member? Oh, yeah. Emmert? Oh yeah, right. Dick We're gonna Emmert. have to write. Mark Emmert. Mark Emmert, right, um, has said that when people think of, we want people to think of um, New Year's Eve. College football, they think of New Year's Eve, which reminds me in the Glass Onion, when I I want my name to be remembered when when people mention the Mona Lisa. And then he, I I won't give the spoiler alert. But But anyway. It is so insanely dumb because, again, me pining for the yesteryear of college football. New Year's Day is the day. New Year's Day and college football go hand in hand like, like, Cowboys and Lions on Thanksgiving Day. Like, and we're doing this shit on New Year's one, Eve. It doesn't the, make any sense. The best games I've ever seen in my life was um, when Miami upset the triplets in, with Nebraska. I won a three-team parlay that got me even with the uh, even for the year. Did you make a, like a giant thing of empty beer cans? Yes. Have I heard this uh, Yes. Okay. I, I, I made, like, almost a throne like of beer Like an armchair? Yeah. yeah. I, I drank, um, I drank a, an amount of beer that today would kill me. Um, but I'm sure it was like over 30 because I hit, I had Georgia and the under in the cotton bowl. That game was over at like two twelve, And then I had to wait for the Miami game, which took forever. But, uh, that was on January 2nd because it was a Sunday on January 1st. So, um, and we would be, uh, next. Yeah. Was, we now have to wait 10 days for the national title, but hopefully Michigan will be in it since I bet them. Uh, and maybe even Ohio State. And with that, we'll say goodnight from the Bill Bradley Collective. As always, we thank you for joining us here. And if you liked today's episode, smash that subscribe button. Leave us a review. Let's help grow the collective brand. We'll see you all next week on the Bill Bradley Collective. Collective.